Welcome to Daily Devoted. My name is Meshach Canyon. Thank you for joining me on this podcast about the kingdom of God during this Advent season. Well, as you probably know, um, I skipped yesterday. I had a lot going on yesterday and I did not want to rush out an episode. And so I I just decided to take, uh, take a day off from posting. But back today and what I'd like to do today is look at another one of my favorite Christmas songs. Not only my favorite, but I'm sure this is on everybody's list. Oh, Holy Night. Um, And I'm going to post a few of my favorite renditions of it in the detail section. And uh, I'd like to know yours as well, because there's so many out there. I think every Christmas season, I find another version that I really like. The new one I found this year is by uh, Tommy Prophet, uh, Torrin Wells, and what's this? Scrivina? I don't know. You know, some of these new artists, they spell their names in unpronounceable ways, but the song is amazing. My all time favorite would be by the Millennial Choir and Orchestra, um, their version of Oh Holy Night. It's about 10. Excuse me. It's about 10 minutes long, but it's really good. It's so I I really encourage you to uh, check it out. So let me know what your favorite rendition is. Uh, Send me an email or post it. I'll post it as a question if you're on Spotify. Uh, that way I can add it to my playlist and you'll be doing a brother a favor this year. So then what I want to talk about is just the opening stanza. And I'm, you know, I got to sing it. I'm not just going to read it. I actually don't like when people read um, lyrics, sing it to me. You know what I mean? I don't care if your voice sounds like dry leaves uh, scraping against the concrete. I still want to hear it sung. So here it goes. Oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. All right, I'm going to stop right there. I think my voice sounds a little bit better than dry leaves dragging against against the concrete. That line right there, it, it really touches me every single time I hear it. Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. I'm not sure that I, I know there's been some people who have really um, circled around that. I, I know f- uh, for a fact that a, a lot of um, a lot of Christian psychologists and Christian uh, spiritual formation teachers have have talked about that line and really around the question, how does Jesus make the soul feel its worth? It's I think it's it's a beautiful line, um, not just be not just lyrically, but because of what it conveys. It conveys the idea that apart from Christ, the soul is searching. The soul is like a wandering thing that's looking to find value and looking for meaning. And I don't know, I, I, I always hear this song in the context of being a pastor and all the relationships I've had uh, and, and even personal experience where you kind of think the thought there has to be more than this. There's got to be more to life than, than these experiences. And, and this, these are from people who are across the spectrum of experiences and and economic resources uh rich poor young old 
different races, different genders. Um, I've, I've heard people express that same sentiment. There's got to be more than this. And so to read this line that says, then he appeared and the soul felt its worth. It just, it reminds me of the fact that, um, well, actually there's a, a quote by William Temple that I wanted to read that really reminds me of the song. He wrote, we must not form a conception of humanity and either ask if Christ is human or insist on reducing him to the limits of our conception. We must ask what is humanity and look at Christ to find the answer. Now listen to this part. We only know what matter is when spirit dwells in it. We only know what man is when God dwells in him. So that's the, I think that points to the longing. Life apart from Christ is a life that's devoid of really the riches and the energy that gives us meaning and gives us value and enables us to live with joy. And that's really, that's really what we're longing for um, as, as a race, as individuals. We're longing for that, um, that reconnection that is all of a sudden going to give us the thing that we've been, we've been desiring our entire lives. There's that verse in Isaiah where it's, it's talking about uh, the Messiah, and it says, um, he shall see the travail of his soul, meaning humanity, and be satisfied. Well, I think the same goes in the opposite direction. When we see him, suddenly our souls will be satisfied. Thanks be to God we get glimpses of that uh, right now as we draw closer to Jesus Christ through um, discipleship by the, the grace that he pours into our lives. If you've ever had one of those experiences of, or an ongoing experience of life with God, you know how sweet it is. You know the peace that God gives is much better than anything the world can can offer. The joy that God gives um, just, I mean, it absolutely cuts through everything and it's present even in the midst of sorrow. That's how good it is. And so that's why I love this line. He appeared and the soul felt its worth. An image that comes to mind, um, you guys, have, you've seen some of these uh, like dry wastelands and then all of a sudden um, a rainstorm. They, it gets a whole bunch of inches of rain all of a sudden. And then this dry wasteland, flowers starts to bloom up, right? Uh, animals start to return, plants grow, vegetation, there's new life. That's, that's the image. Whenever I, I hear the words, uh, he appeared and the soul felt its worth, I imagine one of those dry wastelands getting rained upon. And then all of a sudden, what everybody thought was useless, nothing can ever grow there. Now look, look at the life that it's producing. So this, this Christmas, you know, it's, it's always my desire uh, personally to have more of Christ because, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to, to make it seem like I'm some spiritual guru or something like that, but my own personal experience has taught me that to have Christ truly is better than having anything else. For me, it used to be just a song that I'd sing, like I'd, I'd rather have Jesus and silver, than silver and gold, but I didn't really mean it. But as the years have gone on and I've had uh, small and great experiences with Christ, now I now my soul really does long for um, a bigger experience of God, because I I think here's how uh, our lives with God are really like.
we get saved, the Spirit of God comes to live inside of us. Um, but the Spirit of God doesn't occupy all the space in us. You know, we are, we're roomy individuals. Uh, if you think of, um, well, like St. Teresa of Avila talking about how the soul is like a crystal castle uh, within uh, men and women. And then Christ comes in and he doesn't occupy every single room, but he wants to. And so our souls are, are, are always longing for Christ to inhabit all the spaces. But if you walk through the castles of, of all of our souls, you'll find that some rooms are occupied by um, a desire to be secure by worldly means, a desire for love and the, from the wrong people or the wrong resources, a desire for um, status and privilege and, and things like that. And all of those are our soul's way of communicating to us. I need Christ in these areas, uh, but we need to open up our hearts so that Christ can come in. And when Christ does come in, then we'll experience the release and the new life and the growth and finally the rest that we've all really been pining for. So one of my favorite songs, one of the, the richest songs uh, of this holiday season. So please help a brother out, man. Send me your favorite version. I'll check out the details for, uh, for links to uh, my favorite version. And um, I hope this holiday season, your soul can feel its worth as Christ takes up more room within your life. All right. God bless you, sisters and brothers. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.